Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. If you're on a super bug, we teach the super bugs every night, and uh, we have a machine, we push them into the water, and got guests who get down there, the, and a lot of guests like to do it, they they load on the, onto their boat on the beach and get pushed in the water. Right and in. Oh, the captain. Off everybody goes. So we still do it old style, and, but we have the safety and the option of the marina just four miles south of us. So. I want to throw one more thing out the safety. I'm of all the places we get to go throughout the world and all the places, I'm pretty sure the ranch is the only place I go to where I don't think I lock the door. on I get the key at the front office when you check in and the thing just gets thrown up on the countertop. I don't even think about it. Oh, that's I, don't think I, I don't do that at home. I don't do that anywhere else I travel to. I mean, anyway. We just don't have any theft yeah. on the ranch. There's always people around. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have a development, too. We've got 40 houses on our development staff, and we haven't had a theft in 10 years of any kind. And, and your employees have been with you for decades, and so, Everybody. you know, when they're hanging around, they're yeah, just, just keeping on a safer place. That's the truth. It really yeah. I raised my daughter there uh, from the time she was about two, and she spent a lot of time down there, and uh, I felt much safer her down there than when she was in my house in PB. That's for sure. <laughs> Especially PB. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of problems this morning. <laughs> All right, let's jump right back into the phone to talk to Kim, who's called us from San Diego. Hi, Kim. Welcome to Let's Talk Hook Up. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, great show as always. Uh, question for John and one for Rick. Uh, John, regarding uh, uh, shore fishing, specifically fly fishing, well, what's the best time of year to be uh, at the ranch? And then number two, Rick, uh, well, uh, let's go with number one and I'll ask number two. Oh, okay. Um, you know, we're open during prime fishing time. You know, anytime starting in March, I, I, I'd hold off until April or May. But the inshore fishery, uh, a lot of fish uh, like the cooler water inside. Rooster fish uh, are in year-round, smaller rooster fish, uh, and they start getting larger come mid-April, May. We start seeing larger roosters. And it's interesting because roosters are uh, a sucker for fly. Uh, they, they're known for being a live bait fish, and uh, and uh, and they don't like uh, uh, conventional artificial lures, but they, they do go for the fly. But I think it's to look up shallow water. And those guys down there, um, like your guy that hangs out uh, at Ranch Lake, Chester Brown. Chester Brown. And those guys are on it. You see them running up and down the beach all the time. He cast further than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. I was I was slow trolling for outside for uh, for uh, rooster fish, and I, and I I thought I was you know, two or three hundred yards off the beach, and he has this big teaser that he casts way out there, and he darn near clunked the boat. I couldn't believe how far out he came with it. And uh, but he is very good in uh, in bringing the fish in and. Uh, and uh, you can you can find him on our website uh, for guiding and, and all the all the, that said, like I said, we have a, a nine superpongas, and all of those captains, literally twenty percent of our business now is fly. 
it's amazing how many fly fishermen we have because we have the, the super pongus and because our captains know to keep you up when they might not be able to inspect your, your technique on your cast and all that, but they got a pretty good idea what flies were and they know how to position you properly and bring the fish up for you. And uh, they do a pretty good job. Also, uh, for Rick, the um, question on the, the, the way the rods are built today as far as technical, um, I remember in the older days that the, the distance between the rod, or, excuse me, the real seat and the rod butt seemed to be shorter, more the distance up between your hand and your elbow. But of late, I've noticed that they've gotten longer than a lot of rods. Is that a commonality? Did that change, or am I just imagining that? I would say um, the, on a lighter weight rod, there tends to be a little bit more distance between the, the the butt cap and the reel seat. Just for casting reasons, you can get a little, you know, you get a little more distance between your hand and, uh, you know, where you're grabbing the reel and the back of the rod. So when you're casting, there's a, a little longer length tends to make it a little easier to get a little more leverage when you're making your cast. And then as far as big fish goes, that's the one that has probably changed because in the old days with a heavier weight rod, you always wanted the reel closer to the the butt so that um, when you were pulling on the rod belt or belt and the harness that the reel was close to you so you had more power and now that we're doing a lot more fishing with the rail with the you're fighting a lot of fish with the butt section tucked underneath your armpit so if you can imagine you're laying the front grip on the rail and the rear grip is supported like kind of in the crook of your um, your armpit there you want that distance to be you want the distance from the reel to the back of the butt to be, stick past your armpit so if you're if the gimbal is kind of right in between your arm there when you're pinching down, it, it, it's less comfortable. So the butt sections are two or three inches longer than they used to be, so it sticks beyond your arm, so it's a little more comfortable. So I would say the shorter rods, it seems, I would say it's probably about the same, but the, the heavier rods definitely seem to be a little bit longer for, for that reason. I look at some of my older rods, the original ones that I used sure. 20 years ago, long range, and like a little short butt. You know, it's like, they just don't use them anymore. Yeah. No, we, we used to build everything with like an 8 or a 9-inch or at the longest a 10-inch rear grip, and now a 12-inch is the most popular and always a gimbal. And now a lot of the big fish rods we build, even, nobody even wants gimbals anymore. Yeah. It's crazy how things change. Funny. Hey, thanks a lot for the phone call this morning. All right. Hey, look who we got on the line. The man, your saltwater guy, who's got our fishdope.com report. Today, that report sponsored part by Gamakatsu Hooks. Japan's leading fish hook that sets the standard for quality innovation, strength, and durability. Those Gamakatsu live bait hooks are the hook to keep your bait alive with a perfect bend that allows your bait to swim harder and longer and get you bit. They also come in that super strong, solid one-piece ring. Get Gamakatsu live bait hooks at your favorite tackle store. Let's talk to your saltwater guide, Captain Dave Hanson. What's up, Dave? Well, good morning, John, Pete, Rick. How are you guys? Thank you. Good morning. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, I'm sorry about last weekend. I was kind of out on the tanner and kind of got cut off. But I, first of all, I wanted to thank you for coming to my dad's thing a couple of weeks ago there, Pete. It meant a lot to him. I know he mentioned you in the deal. So. It was awesome. It was, it was such a, uh, a great recognition dinner for Don Hansen and well-deserved, too. It was so great to see all the people that came out and uh, honored your dad. Which like, yeah, Absolutely. I've known the guy for 55 years, and I had no idea he had done all that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, people drove in. There's a nice article in this week's Western Outdoor News about the event uh, that Merritt McRae wrote, too, because Merritt was there. And uh, it was... Uh, it was really, really a great evening and, and well-deserved. Yeah, it was. It was pretty cool to see my dad get on it by all those people. But, hey, let's talk about the fishing here now. So this week, again, we got kind of hampered by the weather. But when there was an open 
30s in the weather, there was some phenomenal bluefin fishing back out there on the Tanner. Most of that better fishing out there has been at night, guys, so don't get discouraged if you didn't catch anything in the day. If you can hang in there and wait for the night bite, as soon as that sun goes down, those fish really seem to get on the bite really good. And then along the coast, the halibut fishing along Dana Point area has been phenomenal there from about just south of the MLP closure and Laguna all the way down below San Onofre and about 100 to 120 feet of water drifting with that bigger sardine seems to be paying off really well for some of that bigger grade halibut. And then there's still really good yellowtail fishing at Catalina in between the weather. They got live squid over there at the island, a lot of boats selling it over there, and the fish is still pretty good on the yellowtail at Catalina when the weather permits. And not too much been looked at at San Clemente Island. I was there Sunday on the way home. We had phenomenal big bonita fishing and a couple of nice yellows up there on the west end. But uh, you just got to get out there and go fishing in between these weather windows that we get, guys, because there's still plenty of good fishing to do. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a day to go today or maybe tomorrow either. But uh, there will be days coming back here this next week that uh, hopefully you can get back out, right? Right, like Pete was saying earlier about the, the good thing that's just catching on the Internet, you guys can check out the weather on this newfangled Internet thing, and you can see if it's a good day to go or not. Yeah. Hey, uh, Dave, your feeling on whether that uh, tuna's going to stick around on the tanner. Is it after all this big blow, because it's been blowing hard out there, is it going to stick around? What's your feeling? Yeah, I think so, because there is so much food there. They're locked in on that food. That bluefin, I mean, if you pay attention to it at all, it doesn't matter about water temperature. They're not real... I mean, yeah, I think it's in the 40s. We probably won't see them anymore. But if it's in the low, the high 50s, low 60s, I don't think it's going anywhere. I mean, the wind blows out there on the tanner all the time. That fish is there because there's tons of squid there. That's why that fish is stuck in there. They're just blowing that squid. And that's why it bites better right at sunset for the first three or four hours because that squid starts to go up off the bottom and then everybody's having a party and feeding. But you know what's really weird, Pete? If you guys haven't seen a blue shark like I haven't in 20 years, every blue shark in the world is on that counter bank right now. <laughs> Where did they come from? I have no idea. They made it through the gauntlet of long lines down there in Mexico, and they made it up here, and they're loving that squid on the tanner. Yeah, no kidding. Well, Dave, I know uh, fishhope.com, Danny and you coordinate on a daily basis to make sure that that report is up to date. Uh, both uh, fishing information, weather information, uh, hot bite information, all on fishhope.com. It's a bargain. What a great gift. 169 bucks a year, but wait. If you're a new member and you use the code HOOKUP now, lowercase, no space, you get 20 bucks off, 149 for 365 days worth of fish reports at fishtoke.com. And it is going to be so important this year yes. because I think we're going to see those fish with that uh, A in their first name. Oh, no with the <laughs> Yeah. I like the way you do it. I'm going to want to be locked on to what's going on this time because it's not going to be drive four miles off the beach or drop your line in on a kelp pad. You're going to have to know where to go. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, of course, if you want to go, you'll go with them. Sure, Saltwater Governor. You guys can give me a call at 949-374-0786, or you can look me up on the web at yoursaltwaterguide.com, and I'll talk to you guys next Sunday. Thanks, Dave. Talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Bye. All right. Hey, let's jump right back into the phones here. Packed up, we're going to talk to Don, who's got us from Woodland Hills this morning. Hey, Don, welcome to Let's Talk Hookup. Hey, guys. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. 
Um, I just wanted to give a quick update. Came in on the uh, six-day Royal Polaris trip to Guadalupe Island this last Wednesday. Nice. And with what, uh, with uh, uh, Rick from Sport Fishing Financial. Absolutely. Yeah. And Rick was what a wonderful host he was, and the crew, you know, lived up to everybody's expectations, and for the most part, exceeded them as well. Uh, great. Great trip, lots of lots of yellowfin, and obviously, you know, fishing Guadalupe is a really special place. And we had three days of, of what I would call really good weather down there, and then the fourth day was kind of kind of blowy, but uh, everybody just really pulled together, and uh, we ended up with over 250 yellowfin tuna. I think the largest was Rick's at 133, and uh, somewhere just under 50 yellowtail, and it was just just incredible. Um, I would say for anybody that is heading down there, uh, listen to what you said, Pete, here a couple weeks ago uh, on gear. Uh, don't don't be undergunned here. Uh, Talica 16 or equivalent would be the smallest. 20 is perfect, and I had a 25, and that was fine as well, especially if you want to do uh, dropper loop fishing at night for, for yellowtail. Um, the 50, 60, and 80-pound fluorocarbon, don't go under 50, uh, and make sure you got a good range of hooks in the 2.0 to 4-aught size, and don't go with light hooks. They'll bend them out. So that's, that's good. Uh, I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, those undergun will get you in trouble down yeah. there. I mean, it just, it just will. It's a hard. It's a big one. That's very, very good info, buddy. I, well, I glad you had a good around. trip, and, uh, and you going again next year? You betcha. All right, Todd. Thanks a lot for the call this morning. All right. Well, hey, let's jump right back into the phones. This time we're going to talk to Brent Thomas from Huntington Beach. Hi, Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk Hookup. Uh, Brent, you're breaking up a little bit. Can you move to a different spot? A little cell phone. Uh, I love the cell. Who has a landline these days? Transportation in and out of town, or uh-huh. or uh, whatever. And uh, 
Jeff or Jeff Brown. Yeah. Jeff Brown, yeah. Oh, great guy. Yeah, did, does he supply gear? Because I, yeah, I don't does. know. Yeah. Okay, so he supplies the appropriate gear if you want to grab him for a day and book it out. Uh, does he? It will be official feature to you. Well, he'll do he'll do whatever whatever you care to, and then he'll also advise you on what's what's working best at the time. Uh-huh. He's he's, he's very popular and uh, and uh, busy all the time, so it's important that you if you do have a a, a date in mind, I I call and book him because he's That's super popular, super popular guy, and really knows his stuff. It's been fishing the area for gosh now over twenty years and. He's married to someone that goes to the ranch uh, to book him, or does he have his own? Yeah, he does have his own. Yeah, you can uh, you can book your room at the ranch, and then you can book uh, your uh, trip with him as well. And, and all his information is right on your website, right? It's on the website. You can just yeah. look up or for Chapter Brown on right. the rancholionero.com. You can link that to the left top hookup website. Exactly. And, and, and then just go right there yeah. and, and call the ranch, book your time. And then, uh, and then book Jeff. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. One other, uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of a weird question, but, uh, I was getting my car fixed here in Ramona here a few years ago, and one gal that works here goes, somehow, I don't remember, I had a gradual arrow bumper sticker up her car or something. Uh, and she goes, yeah. yeah, and she asked me, she asked me what I did, and I go, oh, I run going through it, and I go, she goes, well, you know how the gradual arrow name got named? They go, I have no idea. <laughs> and I told her I loved it. I've always wanted to go there. And she goes, it's because there was a lion running around on the beach yeah, many years ago. And, I, you know, she pulled my leg. Uh, no, no. <laughs> no, you know, what it was was that Gil Powell and, uh, and, and William and Gil was the name of the owner. And he was William Powell's son, uh, thin man the actor. Uh-huh. And Gil was a wildlife cinematographer, and he was a hunter as well. He spent half the year in Africa and half the year in uh, in Mexico at the ranch in Baja. So it was a rancho. When I purchased it, it was Rancho El Leonero, and that was the the ranch of the one who knows lions is what it really did. And they called him El Leonero. And they called him El Leonero. And and there are mountain lions, and we have we actually have some videos of mountain lions wandering around down on the. Not on the beach, but over by the entrance. Oh, really? Yeah, so in the last couple of years. But that's not why it's his name. It was named for him. And, I, you know, I I just kept the name. I just figured, well, and it, it was in Center for the Flight Guide, the name. And I said, that was the only publication. Nobody knew where Baja was. It was 1979. So I, I came up and I told I would tell people, geez, I bought I bought the, this ranch down in Cabo San Lucas, and they were like, where? <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Four years later, there were restaurants, Cabo, Cabo, and everything yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. Was, your timing was good. My timing was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks a lot Thank for you, the call this morning. Hey, when we come back, we got a lot more Let's Talk Hookup coming your way, including a big block of your phone calls. You stay tuned. More Let's Talk Hookup coming your way on the Mighty 1090. Get it all. It's Tina Landy. Hey, it's truly the one-stop for a great day on the water. Looking for a fishing charter? Dana Landing has you covered with several boats, including the new Flatjack, perfect for two to four anglers, and the Impulse that will carry up to six anglers in comfort and style. Dana Landing has a huge tassel shop with everything you need to go fish bay bass, tuna, or modelers, plus expert anglers on staff to help. They even have Mexican and California fishing licenses and real repair. The deli at Dina Landing is a local favorite with all the food, ice, and beverages you need. 
When it comes to freshwater tackle, East County Bait and Tackle is the spot for a great day on the lake. The ultimate in rods and reels, the latest freshwater lures and live bait. ECBT has a staff second to none when it comes to sharing their passion for fishing. ECBT is at the end of the 67th Freeway on Maple Viewing Lakeside, and Dana Landing is right across from SeaWorld next to the Dana Launch Ramp in Mission Bay. Check DanaLanding.com for more details. This is Captain Tim Ekstrom from the long-range vessel Royal Star. With my partners Randy Jusselk and Brian Sims, we have set the bar for the long-range fishing experience. Spring 8-day, summer 5-day, or a fly-down, fly-back, 11-day winter trip, we deliver the highest quality long-range voyage you will find.
bring anything but your clothes right. because uh, Robert and Russell have included the tackle rental and everything else as part of the deal. Yeah, which is a significant it's discount. It's a significant deal, yeah. I mean, it's several hundred dollars that you're saving there uh, thanks to Robert and Russell on that, on that trip. Only on our trips. That's it. Cool. So you want to go with us, you better jump on it. Check out journeymansportfishing.com or just check the uh, trips page on hookup1090.com. Talk a lot about trips this time of the year because a lot of people start thinking about, yeah, exactly. you know, where am I going? What a great Christmas gift. You know, I talked about Alaska and Katmai Lodge yesterday. And, we're, you, know, we're, you know, we've got the Whalers Cove trip. We've got the Kingfisher Charter trip. You know, everybody's thinking, where do I want to go next year? What do I want to do? And, you know, get your uh, your trips all set up and, you know, and uh, and maybe even think about taking somebody with you for yeah yeah let's go ahead and jump in the phone well, they are absolutely jam packed everybody's excited to talk to John why don't we start off with Joe who's called us from San Diego this morning hi Joe welcome to Let's Talk Hookup good morning guys uh, great show a big fan of the uh, resort but I, I've got a, a couple of quick questions uh, John uh, you're yeah. just Remembering back in the uh, not too far early days, but can you tell us a little bit about whose idea it was, who funded it, uh, the Cabo Pomo National uh, Reef? Uh, it's interesting. There's there's two guys that actually founded it: myself and uh, Bob Dan Warmer. Uh, it was a state park initially, and it was probably half the size it is right now. But uh, Bob and I uh, put in five thousand dollars a piece and actually funded the initial park itself. Um, it was, uh, probably two years later, the federal government took it over and expanded it, doubled, doubled the size of the park itself. They've been running it, and, and uh, it's, something, it's not something that's real well known. Uh, uh, in in uh, Wikipedia, where uh, we get, if you, if you, you put my name up, it says it's, uh, th- that we were the first people to provide security for Pomo Reef, but we were actually the first people to pay to initiate the park, and it's been a huge success, and I can't, uh, beyond doing putting in that $5,000 initially and starting, I can't say I had much to do with it after that, except it's probably one of the most magical places on the planet, and every, every year it gets better. Probably one of the best greatest ever. dive destinations on the Park, 
and uh, they've, they've ditched that now. I, oh, think, right. uh, I think that's pretty much done. And I don't know what the impact of that would have had on them, Reef, but it's a pristine system. And what they did when the feds came in, took it over, was they went way beyond the reef boundaries itself and uh, have a real, real good buffer zone around that reef area. And did you mention, do, do fish know and how it affected the fishery of the park itself? They know. They're in there. It's amazing. So when you, especially when you dive in and all that, that I tune everything's in there. And, I, and I, I'm convinced they know that they've got a refuge. Because <laughs> it's just so packed with fish. And, uh, and, and everybody's respecting it now. It, it took a long time to get the locals to quit going in there and all that. But uh, it's, uh, it's changed. And they, everybody respects the park now. It's a special, special place. Yeah, it is. Pretty amazing. I carry so much weight when I hear you two talk about it. Because I know you both don't. You know, there's hydrocytes all over the world and every place, and every time he comes back, you know, we're usually sitting there having a margarita at the bar, and you always see this, and say, oh, my God, you wouldn't believe it. It's 100-pound groupers and just, yeah, you know, you always have to go and giant schools. There's schools at Jacksonville. Yeah. That are, there's millions. And, I, and I'm not kidding, millions in the OB. If you've got a good visibility, hey, you'll be on the bottom, and it looks like you're in the desert, and a rainstorm comes across, and you just see it's like a cloud. Yeah. Right. You see those when you're, like, running across? Every time. Uh, every time. You, if you're just running to a fishing spot, and you're driving through the reef park, you see these big schools of jacks on the surface. And, and, yeah. and they're unafraid of you. They get around you. Yeah. They circle you. Yeah. It's uh, it's a uh, it's, it's an incredible great. experience. Reef is I can't we can't talk enough about it. We've been we've been diving now for twenty years. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, my first time on it was nineteen sixty seven. Yeah, so you went down way longer. All right, thanks a lot for the call this morning. Let's jump back into it. You got it. How about this time we talk to Pete? He's calling from Canyon Lake. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.